this is Tiger Woods, and welcome to another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. I'm joined once again by Amelia, and it is Genesis Week. Amelia, welcome back. Thank you, Adam. I think everyone has been waiting for the Genesis to start. So a lot of exciting things with Bridgestone, but just watching Tiger, I think we're all waiting for that, uh, for his tea time to hit so we can all start watching. Yeah, it definitely brings another level of excitement the weeks he's going to tee it up. And, and from a Bridgestone perspective, a little extra this week as he is going to be using the new Tor BX for the first time this year. So we're kind of on pins and needles watching him play this week. He's given us a lot of great feedback kind of leading up to this event um, and transitioning from the previous year X into this new X. And, and we're just excited. And it lines up so perfectly to tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this on Thursday when it came out, tomorrow, Friday, we launch all the golf balls. So Tiger's playing it the week we launch. It kind of matches up very well. The golf balls will be in the market February 16th. So get out there and get them, the new Tour B line. And then also another golf ball inside the Tour B line that we're excited about is the Mindset Golf Ball. And uh, that's what this podcast is about. We got Jason Day today. And, um, man, he, he talks so eloquently about his process and all the years that he's used the visualization and him and Jason Goldsmith was so pivotal in kind of bringing this to the market. So it was so fun to talk to him about that. And with that, Adam, I think we can just get right into the pod. (laughs) What do you say? Let's just move right into it. No need to keep talking. And Jason talks about, uh, mindset and his process in such depth. So let's just get right into it. Well, welcome back, Jason. We're so excited to have you back on. It's been really great with your success and stuff. We've had you multiple times. So, you know, as we're filming this podcast, you finished your season. So, uh, you know, obviously won the Byron Nelson in May. We talked about that, recapped that on episode 12. For anyone listening, you guys could go back and check that out. But this year, you know, with the win, also had eight top tens and then runner-up at the Open Championship. That was so much fun to follow. And, you know, I know you love to analyze your game and I'm sure you kind of did that as soon as the season ended knowing you but just you know from what you have reflected on how would you analyze or rate kind of the success of your season oh he's very successful in regards to what the you know the last few years or you know had produced beforehand um especially with you know coming off some certain injuries and then um, not having or finding the success that I had previously done beforehand and just it was really tough you know just to kind of go through that little stretch but like the journey was really really fun um, I, I wouldn't change a thing because it was really fun I, I know more about my body and how the body works I know more about the golf swing than I did you know previously so just kind of going down that step and that journey process was was really fun so you know and it was nice to be able to kind of back it up know that okay I am working on the right things because sometimes you can feel a little lost when you start you know changing your swing and changing a few things you're like okay and there was a lot of trial and error there was times where I'd be changing my swing and you're like you know what you're playing bad you're gonna miss a cut okay let's try and 
do something in regards to the swing and try and get it in there because it's really difficult when you're trying to change the swing um, to try and take it from the range to the golf course and then from the golf course to actual tournament golf. Um, so, you know, overall the year was, you know, was really, really good. Um, I don't know a rating system, but like, I guess we give it an A, but like, I mean, you know, the, that rating system changes from year to year, depending on how well you're playing and how well you played the year before. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, I have more success this year. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, how differently did you savor this win? Say when you were number one in the world, how differently did that feel? Well, when I was number one in the world, the wins came very quick. So, um, you know, this one was like, as I think previously, as I talked to you guys, you know, five years is a long time. But, you know, it's like I savored it and I enjoyed the, the steps of, or not the steps, but like I enjoyed the, the win with my family and everything. But I know that this is not going to be my last win because that's not where I want to stop. So um, it's just like, you know, we're just going to keep, you know, inching away at trying to gain more wins. Yeah, love to hear you say that. Get That gets us all fired up. So, um, but now, you know, with the change in the PGA Tour schedule, you actually kind of have an off season. It's yeah. not a wraparound season. So how does that change things for you practice-wise or break-wise? Any family trips you might squeeze in there? What does that look like for you? Uh, so I've taken three months. Well, I shouldn't say. I'm, I'm right here. Right. So it's, what is it? The eighth right now. So, um... I finished Tour Champs and I've had every, like the whole time off since Tour Champs up until now, which has been great. And then I'm going to play Hero and I'm going to play Grant Thornton. So that'll be three months-ish off. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take some time off. And no, nah, I went straight back into practice. So <laughs> I'm trying to say, that's really hard for you. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, I, I honestly, it's hard for me to switch it off. And then firstly, like, I'm like, yeah, this is great. But I wasn't happy with how my playoffs finished. I finished 28th in the, in the FedEx. And I was, you know, around 10 or so um, heading into the FedEx playoffs. So I didn't have the, I, and I wasn't quite happy with how I was swinging it. So I'm like, okay, let's try and really, really, really get on top of the really small, minute stuff that me and Chris have been trying to get onto so that when we come out next year, hopefully that, uh, you know, that stuff is really cemented in and, you know, I can kind of, you know, find success early again like I did this year. Introducing Mindset, Bridgestone's new proprietary visual technology available on the 2024 Tour B Series. The Mindset process was created by Bridgestone and Jason Day to allow all golfers to separate analytic thoughts from athletic performance. Mindset is three simple steps. Identify the target, visualize the shot path, and focus on execution. Jason used the principles of Mindset to reach number one in the world. Now Bridgestone is making this repeatable routine available to all golfers. Yeah, and... and that's almost the beauty of an off season because when you're playing, you're talking about, you know, when you're working on a swing, you might miss a cut during a season, but yeah. you can't really focus on some of those minuscule yeah. parts of the game where you can with an off season. It's really difficult. Like I think, um, I like, it's really difficult to, to make change during the season because you, you, you're caught in between playing and you and, and technical. And then like when you get stuck in between the technical side of things and trying to change something and playing, it just doesn't pan out to really any success. And you, you got to be really careful because at the start of the year, I was playing really good golf. Technique was like in somewhat of a manageable position. As I went along the year, my technique got off. And um, just because of the playing side of things, you're just playing so much. And when you're not focused on like staying on top of the 
technical side of things, it just kind of it hurts the playing side because you can't get a, get as many opportunities. You can't like hit certain shots that you want to hit. So just like that's why I really wanted to take you know this off season, even though it wasn't much of an off season, it was still like a lot of work um, to try and get on top of everything so that you know hopefully. I can come out with a bang, you know, this this coming year. So um, I want to shift to a project that we've kind of been working with you and other Jason, Jason yeah. Goldsmith on, yeah. the mindset golf ball and that yeah. kind of process. Talk to kind of first your process and what you do over the ball yeah. and then kind of maybe weave that into our conversations and how that has helped us kind of develop this golf ball, this mindset process. Okay, so I touched lightly on... Uh, on it before but like I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into it so there's steps as you look at the mindset golf ball there's there's three rings but there's it what it essentially does is the outer ring you gather all the information um, the next ring you uh, come into a shot where you, what you want to hit like you're you're committing to a shot and then the next thing is just obviously execution but like gathering all the information everyone can do that like it's easy to have a have you know your range finder out and you can and you can you yeah you get wind and all that stuff you that's that's the kind of the core of like okay that's my groundwork that's my foundational work the next steps is like okay what kind of shot am i am i picking now then that comes into like are you a visualization kind of guy uh, or girl are you um more of a technical uh, feeling person for me personally my, I've changed over the years I would get in and I'd have I'd look down and I know because we're golfers we don't shoot like this like a person with a gun we have to look down at a golf ball knowing, knowing yeah not looking at our target knowing that our target's over there so I would ask myself a question and I think we've talked about this before where I'd ask us ask myself a question like what does a draw seven iron look like that would get send a sensation through my body to go, okay, that's what it feels like. Now, granted, that has changed. Like, I actually kind of feel, like, I feel it through my kind of impact area um, of how my hands work, how my body works, to feel that draw. Right. So I'm essentially, like, taking the practice swing to kind of feel that draw. Then I go in there and I go, okay, I know, like, what does a draw seven on look like, but I'm going to start it out there and then feel it land on there. And then I... I just through repetitions, you just kind of learn to kind of, you know, hit each and every shot. But from there, it's just like letting go. Like the hardest thing is to let go of the outcome. And most people struggle to let go. It's like once the ball's gone, if you try to, if, if we're looking at there's water behind us, right? And you're hitting a shot and it's next to water. If you just like commit to everything and you, like we're human, we're going to make mistakes. We're, we're this human error. We're not we're not robots we can't be perfect every single time if you hit a shot and you commit to a shot that's like next to the water and it somehow sails into the water yeah. knowing that you committed you can't be disappointed yeah. it's just it, it happens it's just human error but you have to be disappointed when um when you know that whatever you did over that shot and you hit it in the water you said, oh, I don't want to go in the water. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go Or I like, knew I was going to do that. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Tiger actually brought that up just a little bit ago and said, I can't stand it when the, somebody says, man, I knew I was going to do that. He was like, you shouldn't be thinking that don't at all. Think that should that. be out of like, your head. Don't even think that. Like, I think you should be aware of, oh, you should be aware of, like, danger. Like, right. anything. Like, you should be aware of it and go, okay, look, 
I don't want to hit it in the water over there, and I know that there's bunkers over there. It's really tight, tight driving hole, but I, I'm aware of that. I'm going to. This is a shot that I'm trying to hit, and then you minimize and you try and aim small, miss small kind of thing. So you yep. like aim at a target, and you're trying to be as, you know, as precise as possible, and then in the steps of like, what do I need to do to hit that shot? And you you kind of find peace in that in those steps and then you try and commit the best you can and go from there I always find it funny when I'm playing with someone like a new golf course recreational golfer and they're telling me about the golf course and okay you don't want to miss it left because there's bunkers and then there's water on the right so you don't want to go there and then you know if you miss it over here and I'm like okay just tell me where I want to go yeah hey what tree do I need to hit it at and you're like okay they're great yeah Yeah. exactly because sometimes you go to a golf course You've never even never even seen, and someone's taking you through, and they just hit out of that tree over there. You're like, bang, yeah, great. Oh, I know. And then you hit yeah, it. You're yeah. like, oh, you like walk up, and you're like, there's water there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh my gosh, like, this is kind of tight. But how good is that when you know, when you like you go and you're like you committed to that shot, and then you go and you're like, oh crap, there was water there, there was out of bounds there, and I didn't even know. But like, like ignorance is bliss, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But that's the kind of mentality that you need to take in. You're like, you understand. Like, granted, you didn't know, but that's the me- that's the process the, the mental process that you need to take into each shot like that if it goes in there yes it sucks you know you don't want that to happen but you're trying to commit to this type of shot exactly and one thing I wanted to ask you because we've talked about before about the process scorecards you have how does yeah. how does that coincide with this mindset golf ball well it's massive because when when you have a process scorecard you can um, you can break it down to exactly um, now. Granted, we're like I'm a professional golfer. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not perfect every single shot, and and that's just a given. Sometimes there could be something that distracts you, and you just it takes you out of the shot, and you just hit it. And you should be more disciplined. But then on top of it, you're like I don't want to be too disciplined because it's going to slow the pace of play down and all that yeah. stuff too. Plus, but also like, you're tight. You're not yeah, loose yeah, to yeah, hit the shot you want. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, but like having a process scorecard, you can mark and go, okay, I my process wasn't as clean here. Now, there can be different levels of, of how much you're focused. There's times when someone's moving in the background, laughing, and then you hit the shot, and then you're like, oh, I was really... And then there's sometimes where you're like... You can be semi-distracted where you're like, oh, I see that tree over there. But you're like, okay. And then you kind of catch yourself and then you're back into focus. So the, the, there's like a rating system to a, to a certain degree. But that way you can like not only when you have mindset on your golf ball, it can you can it's just almost like a gentle reminder. It's like, okay, what are my steps? What am I, what's my process? And what do I need to do to execute the shot? And then that way... Like I've got like got it on my golf ball and also I've got it after the shot too. And then you can go back after the round and go, okay, well, what happened there? It's like, oh, someone was eating a bag of chips over there and I got distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, we talked a lot about intent, how mindset kind of reminds and gives a good reminder to the player that they should have intent over the shot yes. rather than, hey, I'm thinking about my fantasy football team or something like that yeah. and you blow one OB and you're like, yeah. man, I didn't even like commit to the shot, yeah. which is – a little bit of our everyday golfers deal with, but yeah. how do you think mindset could help the everyday guy? Oh, you play in a lot I, of pro-ams, you see it. Like, I know it will yeah. help. I, I know for a fact it will help, and it would actually shave a lot of strokes off. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, I think the hard thing is actually getting getting to the point of, like, what does mindset look like to each individual golfer? Yep. And mindset will be different to, to 
individual every individual golfer out there it's just because that people process information differently and they have different swing thoughts and then when they have different swing thoughts they have different ways of executing that as well so it's in the process of like how do you find those processes or steps that will work best for you and then just committing to each each like going okay i'm gonna just do it for eight the nine holes that i play or whatever it is I think it'd be a good test to see, okay, I'm going to do, do it for nine holes and then I'm going to go and play nine holes the same way. Right. But my, the way that I do it, right, right. you know, and then that would be a good judge to see if the actual process actually works for you. And then from there, once you, once you understand that it actually does work, then you just kind of build up to it and you're like, okay, well, what, what can, how far can I take this? Like what would be extra steps for me to play better, um, prepare better, and and you know that like when you have something reminding you on the ball all the time, like mindset, it'll, you can't help but play good. Yeah, I think it's gonna just make the everyday golfer get really excited too, because yeah. everyone talks about oh, I need to focus more over the golf ball. So I think just that excitement is almost gonna help the uh, a recreational golfers. Process. I love it. I had my highest finish in our club championship using it. So you did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> The second place. I mean, what was, it, what was it? What, but what was the difference? In your it was what I kind of mentioned. I get to where I'm halfway through a round, and I'd played solid through nine, and I'd stayed focused. And then me and the guys I'm playing with, we start talking about football or baseball or something, and I get a little distracted, and I'll just wipe one, and I'll be like, "Man, I didn't even really stand over that. I have a bad habit of standing over the ball and shifting my what I'm gonna do. Like I'm gonna hit a big cut here." No, I'm going to hit it straight right down the middle. Yeah, and I'll right. change my mind over it, and then I so don't execute perf- it. That's a perfect example yeah. because I say you're playing good golf and you're going through it and then you start talking about football, which is a good distraction, when you, especially when you're... In between shots. Yeah. In between shots is great. It's great to do. You should do that all the time. I think when you can, if you can do that, like especially if you're playing a tournament, it takes you away from like sitting there going, hitting a drive and going and thinking about outcome, outcome, outcome. You're like, or technique or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So... That's good, but then like once you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, get all like that shuts off, and you're back into focusing again. Mm-hmm. And what what are my processes? What is what is my intent? How do I execute? Go from there, and then it just like you only have to do it for 30, 45 seconds. Right, it's easy, very very easy. Just in in it in it for that moment. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it's so cool to hear you break that down and really excited for people to start playing the ball and just see how it, you know, helps the everyday golfers game and also golfers that, you know, maybe that bleeds into college and, and yeah. you know, elite amateur golfers yeah. too. So um, just super exciting. But kind of wrapping up the podcast, I you know, we, we would love to hear just – you know what you're thinking about for next season if you've written down any goals and and yeah just kind of what ha- those are so far no i haven't written down any goals but like i i texted my my caddy and um i had my stats guy um come up with like what is in each category of like strokes gained like off the tee approach around the greens putting and any other categories and he's i'm like give me top 10 in each category um of what i need to do to reach um you know top 10 in the world and give me what i need to do to reach number one in the world uh so then like they're kind of like like set benchmarks along the way it's like okay once i get to top 10 like these are the the amount of strokes i need to gain 
to get inside the top 10. And when I get to number one, these are the amount of strokes I need to gain to get to number one. Um, and then kind of based off like, okay, well, where was I? You know, okay, I've got to improve my irons a little bit more, which is kind of crazy because like at the start of the year, I was in like the top 20 for the longest time. And then the second half of the year, I struggled. And that took me out by a mile. But with that being said, I had such a good year um, and if I improve my irons a little bit more and I, it, and I, and I feel a little bit better over the putter, cause like I didn't feel that great over the putter and I still finished, I think 17th or 18th in putting. Putted yeah. Putted good. So there's certain things like when I'm like fully like letting it go. And that's why I was so adamant about like taking time off, but also like working on the swing. So if I can get my irons to where I, where I want it to, I would love, really love my iron to be number one in strokes gained and, and approach the green. And number one in putting. If you if you can do that, if you're hitting you do, greens and you're putting well. This is yeah, a good combo. I mean, that's 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 literally tiger, tiger era yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Because if you can do that, then you you you're killing it. Yeah. You're killing it. So I mean, I've got certain goals that I want to try and achieve, but um, you know, number one would be nice to get back to. But like, I know that like there's certain steps that I need to take, and I can't really force that. Like I can't really. If I try and force something, it, it usually takes me out of my game and out of my, you know, me being more centered and in my body. And I just start making mistakes and like I can't have that. So I just got to, you know, just be aware of it and just kind of move forward. Yeah. Well, and I think those goals that you shared are great process goals because number one in the world and then you have these steps to get there versus you know just comparing it for an average golfer if they want to you know break 80 and you par the first hole you can't be thinking about that but if you're thinking about you know I I need to hit more fairways and then you start tracking your fairways like so just so with that being said like I was thinking about like am I how how can I be as golfers we we can play as many golf tournaments as we want we can go I'm not playing good I'm gonna play another one or I, you know what, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm going to take some time off, whatever. But if I'm trying to sit there and think, I'm okay, well, if I can journal, and this is my mindset, and I'm, I don't know how I can, how it's going to work, but if I can say, I've got 20 events, these are my events, write them down in, in, in a journal, and then, okay, write down, like, preparation on each day, like, what goals I need to achieve each day, and, like, you're talking about the process goals, if I can kind of take care of that stuff each day and then leading into those events and knowing that I prepared the best I can and then like I feel mentally and physically ready um, and all I have to do is go out and execute and then kind of come back and review it and then keep going, that's how you're going to improve. You know what I mean? That's how you're going to like keep pushing forward. So I just, uh, I think that's probably something that I'm going to do new. It's not necessarily like, hey, I'll, yeah, I want to win more tournaments. I want, want, to win, want to win majors. I want to get to number one, all that stuff. Um, if you get to number one in the world, majority of the time you're going to win you know what i mean so like um like that's like kind of the goal there but um i just want to i kind of want to find essentially like because i've gone down this this road of like how does my body work how does my swing work and trying to understand that like finding out like okay how do i get switched on every single time i play and and treat it uh, treat it as such so Though you're an elite golfer in the world, you sound like every one of my buddies. They're the same way. If I get my irons just right, it's yeah. so funny how different levels. We all crazy golfers think the same way, whether it's a <laughs> play tournaments and majors or like my buddies playing in the dogfight. So. The crazy thing is, is we're only, um, for me as a professional golfer, I'm looking for like half a, half, half a stroke, you know what I mean, here and there. Whereas in those guys, they can catch up yeah. five, ten strokes, you know what I mean? So that, that's why I think we're talking about the mindset stuff. 
that's why I think if you get the processes and the intention right and like the execution right, you will play so much better golf doing the mindset stuff and you could pick up one, two, five, ten shots maybe by doing this stuff. Right. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for explaining mindset and your mindset and thanks for stopping by to talk to us during this time and good luck this season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank thanks, Jason. Well, Adam, I feel every time we get a chance to sit down with Jason, he always has so many insightful things to say. I love the fact how much he believes in this mindset ball. He said very clearly that he knows it would help every single amateur who would get this golf ball. So if if that's a testament to anyone out there looking for what Bridgestone ball to play mindset is the one to do. I currently play mindset and man, I, I love it. I actually put the green dot ahead of my golf ball when I'm putting. Cause I like mm-hmm. to look on the left side of the golf ball and oh, just, wow. yeah, yeah. Just like things like that, you know, you can really individualize it to your, for yourself and just super cool to hear him talk through that. So it, it's just, I learned so many new things each time he's, he's explaining something, you know, with such depth. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to talk to so many different golfers as they optimize mindset and as it hits the market this week and as players start to use prototype versions like you had, it is so fun to hear how different people optimize the marking on it. Um, I use it in quite the opposite way. You, I put it all the way in the back right. Yeah, like that's my <laughs> impact spot. So that's funny. You know, some people look at the front of the ball. Some people put it on the very top. So it is so interesting to kind of dive into different use and case studies of of the mindset ball and we're just we're so pumped this week it's launching this week as I mentioned earlier it's out in the market this is kind of our official launch week and we're so pumped here at Bridgestone I mean we even had like a spirit week here to where we like dressed up as different things on each day just like you would do like in high school oh I love that oh it's such a good camaraderie here in the office we had you know, we had like a tiger day, so everyone was wearing red and black. You know, Valentine's Day, we dressed up, you know, in pink and red. So it's just hat day. You know, everybody was walking around with bucket hats and different styles of hats. So um, it's been so fun here in the office, and we're just so excited. We're tickled pink with what's what's coming to the market, and we've had such good feedback from Mindset, and we're just happy for it to be out there. And, and, and another little bonus, Tiger playing this week. We're just excited to, to watch him play. And as always, Tiger playing brings a little bit different level of excitement to the to the golf course. Yeah, 100%. I think everyone can second that. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed talking with yes. Jason. And for those of you that are listening to this on Thursday at the 2024 Genesis Invitational, enjoy watching Tiger. We will too. And we'll see you next time on another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Another golf podcast is presented by Bridgestone's new line of Tour B golf balls with a reactive IQ cover. 
Reactive IQ is a smart cover technology that reacts to the force of impact. It rebounds quickly on tee shots, delivering explosive velocity and increased distance. And around the green, the Reactive IQ cover stays on the face longer, providing more spin and control. Bridgestone Golf is the pioneer and industry leader in ball fitting, and the four new models of Tour B are designed to ensure every golfer is playing the right ball for their game. The Tour BX and XS models are ideal for players with driver swing speeds over 105 miles per hour, and the RX and RXS were created for golfers with driver swing speeds under 105 miles per hour. To find the right ball for your game, go to BridgestoneGolf.com and click Find My Ball to go through the online ball selector guide. Bridgestone Golf, the number one ball fitter in golf.